Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. Go ahead and get your notepads ready because we have a phenomenal show today. All right. Are you guys ready? I know I am. Let's go in. All right. So the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, there will be haters, there will be doubters, there will be non-believers, and then there will be you proving them wrong. Ooh, that's good, isn't it? There will be haters, there will be doubters, there will be non-believers, and then there will be you proving them wrong. We're going to prove the haters wrong. And the title of today's show is Let the Haters Hate. Now, you guys know that I hardly ever address haters, right? Because whatever we address, that's what we bring attention to. We don't focus on the haters. But, you know, I've had a lot of people come to me about people in their lives. I don't know, the haters, I guess, if you want to call them that, uh, that are bringing them down. So I wanted to come up with some strategies that we can deal with these type of people that don't necessarily want to see the best for us. All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening Thank you for taking your time to listen in. And if you want to re-listen to any of my live calls that I do every Monday night, if you want to actually tune into my live calls and you're in the United States or really anywhere in the world, you can call uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The live call-in number is 404-793-7050. That's if you want to take part in my live calls that I do every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. Uh, If you want to go back and re-listen to any of those calls, you can by calling 857-957-1625. That's 857-957-1625. Or you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com or powerandahalfhour.com, www.powerhh.com. If we are not friends on Facebook, all right, if we're not friends on Facebook, find me. My name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R, or just search for The Real Mark Starr. We also have a Facebook group called Power and a Half Hour. If you're not a member of that group already, go ahead and send us a request so we can put you inside of that group. If you're For those of you that are on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and all those other uh, social media sites, my name on those is Coach Mark Speaks. Coach Mark Speaks, all right? Um, for those of you that are in the United States, I do a, I have a daily message service that sends out an inspirational message every single morning, all right? And it comes to you at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to get those messages for absolutely free, then uh, all you're going to do is text Be Better Daily. That's B B E 
T-T-E-R-D-A-I-L-Y to 411247. That's Be Better Daily, B-B-E-T-T-E-R-D-A-I-L-Y to 411247, all right? And for those of you that have not downloaded my new book yet, you know what? I know everybody's downloaded my new book, uh, except for the people that are listening for the first time. But for those of you that haven't, or if you want to share it with somebody, because it's absolutely free, and I'm only going to do it free for maybe a few more weeks, about a week or so, maybe a few more days, because we've already given away thousands of books. I'm getting uh, emails and letters from people all over the world that uh, have downloaded this book, and it's helping them take their lives to another level. All right, the website to get it for free is www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com, okay? Are you guys ready to get this show started? Let's get it going. Profile number one, Wally Bloom of Denali Flavors is an ice cream company. Wally wanted to always go into business as a young man, but he said he never really had enough money to do it. Wally got his shot to start his own business in 1992 at age 52. For all my older listeners out there, I want you to pay attention to this. This man got his shot at age 52. If you're in your 50s or 60s, it's not too late. We talk about this every single week. I got tons and tons of examples of people that are starting their own businesses that are finally taking that leap in their 50s and 60s, and they're doing it, and they're becoming very, very successful, okay? After years years of sales and marketing in the grocery business, especially with dairy foods, he launched his company with two other partners. In 1995, Wally decided to buy out his partners and put his house, his cars, and everything else he owned of value up to buy the business for himself. Wally now owns Denali Flavors with his wife, which is an ice cream company, and their company is making $80 million a year. $80 million a year from ice cream. Profile number two. Theodore Giselle. Now, Theodore struggled to write a novel that publishing companies would accept. Most of the publishing companies that he had submitted his work to called his work pure rubbish. Now, Theodore was rejected 27 times, but guess what? He wouldn't quit. One night, he ran into a friend who had recently taken over as a children's literature editor. The friend that, that he ran into agreed to publish his work. Theodore, or more commonly known as Dr. Seuss, has gone on to selling more than 600 million copies of his book and become one of the most popular children's authors, writing classics such as The Cat in the Hat, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Green Eggs and Ham. Here it is, Dr. Seuss. I almost can guarantee that everybody on this call has read a Dr. Seuss book at some point in their life. He sold 600 million of them. Got rejected 27 times. But you see, when you're passionate about what it is that you're doing and you keep going, that's what happens. That's the type of success that happens. It's not going to happen the first time out. Once you're passionate and you're, you're positive of yourself, you're sure of your actions, And you just keep going and you decide in your head that, you know what, I don't care if everybody tells me no, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going forward. That's the type of success that happens. 
Profile number three, Reed Hoffman, who is the founder of LinkedIn. After Reed graduated from Stanford, he struggled with what he should do. He decided to work, but to do so strategically, mapping out a plan of what he would need to learn before he started his own company. I talk about this every single week. Those of you that have jobs, there's something on your job right now. I get a lot of people that's like, man, I got to go to work every single day. I hate my job. There's something on your job that you can learn that's going to help take you to another level. And this guy understood that at a young age. He said, you know what? I'm not ready to start my business. I'm going to go take jobs that I can learn something from so that when I am ready to start my own business, bam, I'll have the education for free. Matter of fact, they paid me for the education. Now, Reed worked for Apple Company in 1994 where he worked on eWorld, which was an, an early attempt at creating a social network. eWorld was later acquired by AOL in 1996. Reed then went on to work for Fujitsu before he co-founded his first company, SocialNet.com, in 1997. In 2000, Reed left SocialNet and joined PayPal as the company's COO. He then left PayPal to start LinkedIn in December 2002 with two former colleagues from SocialNet, a former college classmate, and a former colleague from his time at Fujitsu. In May of 2003, LinkedIn was launched as one of the first businesses oriented online social networks. All right. As of, as of November 2014, LinkedIn has over 332 million members in more than 200 countries and territories. So not only did he learn the skills by working for all these other companies, some of his partners that he ended up starting LinkedIn with are people that he worked with in other companies as well. So trust me. If you're on a job right now, if you're in a job right now and you're unhappy, there's something that you need to learn before you jump out there and launch your own business. Embrace that and look at that as, you know what, they're paying you to learn and try to learn all that you can and work as hard as you possibly can. And and remember that you're not necessarily working for them. You're working for you. Take on as many different tasks And just learn, just be a sponge and and gather up everything, all the knowledge that you possibly can. Now, the site allows registered users to create professional profiles and connect with each other. Users can invite anyone to become a connection. According to Forbes, LinkedIn is far and away the most advantageous social networking tool available to job seekers and business professionals today. Reed has become one of Silicon Valley's most prolific and successful angel investors. As of March 2015, Reed has a net worth of $4.6 billion, with a B, dollars. Now, as I studied Reed, I came across two of his lessons that I would like to share with you. Number one, this is what he said. One thing I learned in 1997 when I thought the right time to found a company was during a swing up is that it's much better to start during an economic downturn. Partnerships are easier, hiring is easier, and the competition starts later. Everybody's afraid when things are going bad. That is the most opportune time. That's when all the wealth is created. Not when things are doing good. When things are doing good, I sit off to the sideline. Everything revolves around a cycle. So trust me, if things are good, then you know that things are going to be bad. If things are bad, you know that at some point in time, they're going to be good again. 
And I'm telling you, the wealthy, the, the strategic, the elite, they make major moves when things are bad because that's when all the opportunities are. Not when things are good and everybody's flying out to Vegas with the little money that they refinance their house with. That's not the time to spend money. Number two, try to get out as much intelligence as you can from your network on both the entrepreneurial process and the specifics of business that you're thinking about. The network is not just the people you know. It's who your network knows. Very important. All right. Now, I usually don't address haters at all. Many of the listeners of Power and a Half Hour have been asking me to cover this subject. What you will observe is that at your level, as your level of success continues to increase, so will the amount of haters that you have. What I've come to realize is that you will never get more in life than you are able to bear. You will never get more in life than you are able to bear. Now, if you don't have any haters or adversaries, then you probably aren't doing much for people to hate on. So because everyone that listens to this show is changing their lives every day by implementing the strategies that we talk about every week, we're going to learn some strategies on dealing with the haters. Now, if you feel that you're in a stagnant position right now and having a rough time dealing with the haters, I can promise you this. Once you learn how to deal with the haters, your level of success will increase as well. Most times we allow ourselves to stay stuck because we cannot handle the criticism. Remember, we never get more than we can handle. So if we can't handle the chatter from the haters from a little success, we won't get more success because with that increased success, we will get more criticism and hate. We have to be able to handle the criticism. All right. Now, this is a lesson that I've learned and I'm constantly relearning. I didn't quite understand this until my younger brother, Greg, pointed this out to me last year. I made a post on Facebook and someone that we both know had what I thought at the time criticized my post. Now, at the time, I certainly thought the person was hating in which an older wiser me now has learned to look at it completely differently. Now, but at the time, I perceived it as an attack. So I attacked the person back in a private message. I then showed it to my brother, probably looking for him to co-sign my verbal attack. Now, I didn't curse or say anything nasty to the person, but I was overly aggressive in my response to them. And my younger brother called me out. That's why you need these type of people in your life that are not just going to be yes men and just agree with everything that you do. When you're wrong, you want them to be able to call you out. Now, sometimes it's not comfortable. Right. But we do need these type of people in our lives. He reminded me that if I plan to take what I'm doing to another level, I would have to learn to deal with the criticism. Now, although at the time I didn't want to agree with him, he was absolutely right. Only when I was able to properly handle the criticism of a few, then I would then be able to achieve more success where I would have more opposition to deal with. And I want to thank my brother for that lesson. Now, a lot of times we're quick to call anyone who is opposing views to ours haters. Now, it becomes very easy for us to call everyone a hater. Now, sometimes we need to be open to hearing a different perspective. Now, there's a huge difference between helpful feedback that we can learn from and destructive feedback that was meant to tear us down. So here are a few differences between helpful and destructive feedback. Helpful feedback is, number one, empathetic. It demonstrates a respect for your personal views. Number two, it's strong but not cruel. 
It avoids critical and demeaning language. Number three, it doesn't assume. The critic doesn't make gross, uninformed assumptions about you and your life. Number four, it feels to you that it's well-meaning. You get the feeling that the individual truly means well in sharing this, even if it's not positive, right? Not somebody that's glad to tell you that, oh, you're messing up or, oh, this is wrong. They almost don't want to tell you. But because they love and care about you, they are trying to tell you. They want you to grow. They want you to become better. Number five, it's not all about them. The input received is not just a subconscious projection of the rage or resentment of the speaker, but it's aimed at elevating the discussion or helping you see important new perspectives on the situation. Now, even though it can be hard to hear this criticism, sometimes it's needed for growth. We need to hear this so that we can grow and become better people. Now, sometimes a hater and a critic may appear the same on the surface, but their motivations usually differ greatly. Just remember that a hater is one who can't deal with another person's success. Haters can't stand to see others' success, so they'll make a point of exposing a flaw in that person and attempt to discredit them or detract from their successes. Haters often won't have any major supporting reasons for why they're projecting their negativity on someone else. They just hate because that's what they love to do, right? They're being negative just for the sake of being negative. Now, a critic, on the other hand, will seek to back up their argument when they present negative feedback to you. They are more likely to critique an element of your work rather than all of your work. They stay away from personal attacks and name-calling. That's the difference between a hater and a critic. So now that we know the difference between a hater and a critic, let's look at why haters hate. Number one, number one, number one, because you have something that they don't. Probably the number one reason why they hate, right? Sometimes haters desire what you have, but they don't quite know how they themselves can achieve those things. When haters can't figure out why they lack the things they lack, they become very angry individuals. To help themselves cope with this frustration, they hate. This is how they deal with their feelings of inadequacy and inferiority after comparing themselves with others. Number two, because they don't think that you deserve it. Haters look at your fame, your popularity, your friends, your career, and your success, and they don't think that you are worthy, and they are wrong. They are only looking at, a, at it at a surface level. They don't care about the hard work that you put in behind the scenes, your sacrifices, your worries, your fears, and all the pain that you've gone through to achieve the level of success that you have. Number three, because they don't want to lose to you. They see life as a competition and they want to win. Their eagerness to do better than you stems from their fear of losing to you and being seen as a failure in their own eyes. Number four, because they have nothing better to do. I love this one. They're the type of people that stalk other people's Facebook and Twitter pages all day. They post hateful comments on blogs and YouTube videos. They don't have much else to spend their time and energy on. All these activities give them a momentary sense of purpose and achievement in life. Sometimes it's not that they don't like you. They just love hating on people. And I know we know people like this on Facebook, right? 
They sit around and they never make a positive comment about anybody's post. They're always looking for something wrong. If you misspelled a word, if you said anything, they're always looking to oppose the views. I see a lot of things on Facebook that I don't agree with. And I don't answer to all of them. Once, once every, I don't know, 100 days maybe I may say something. Number five, because their life just isn't as great and exciting as yours. Number six, because they need attention. Haters hate silence. They feel their existence when they know that you heard their voice. So try not to talk back or argue with them. When you do that, you fuel them. That's what they want. Leave them alone. They hate silence. Number seven, because they are self-righteous. These are the type of people that will always think of themselves as better than you. Number eight, because they are jealous. Number nine, because they are unhappy with some things in their own life. They want to do their best to make someone else unhappy also. They want to pull you down to their level of unhappiness. And number 10, because they need to put someone down to feel good about themselves. These people have real self-esteem issues. So now that we know and understand why they hate, let's look at the best ways to deal with them. Number one, ignore them. Now, this is easier said than done, but we have to learn not to pay attention to the foolishness people say about us. If we think too much about it, we might find ourselves believing that the negative things that haters say about us may be true. Because they've hated so hard, they start to convince us. (laughs) That's why we just have to ignore them. Number two, take it with a grain of salt. Number three, don't retaliate. When haters hate, they're looking for a response. If you retaliate, you're giving them what they want and they don't deserve your time and your energy. Number four, don't apologize. If a hater approaches you with cursing, negativity, and unnecessary criticism looking for you to explain yourself, don't do it. You don't owe them anything. Don't justify or explain. If they want you to hear them, they need to approach you sensibly and correctly. Never submit to disrespect and nastiness. Number five, don't try to please everyone. Whatever you do, someone will hate on your decision. Don't try to appease haters by trying to fit everyone's preferences. Worst thing that you can do. Now, there's a rule called the 30-30-30 rule. For everything that you do, one-third of the people will love you, one-third of the people will hate you, and one-third of the people just won't care. doesn't matter who you are. You're going to always have adversaries. That's why it's so important not to sit there and try to people, please. Number six, realize that if the person holds no significant impact on a particular decision, if they don't like it, that's their problem, not yours. You are the one living your life, not them. Number seven, remember that it's not always about you. Most hateful comments are reflective more of their own situation than it is of yours. Now, sometimes we are quick to call everyone out as haters, but we see the biggest hater when we look in the mirror. Now, here are a few ways that we ourselves can stop being haters. We've all been haters at some point in time, or we all hated on a situation in some point in time. So we have to be careful not to be haters ourselves. Number one, admit jealousy. No one wants to admit that they are jealous, but it can be a normal natural human emotion 
It becomes problematic when it starts to consume your thoughts and you find it creeping into every aspect of your life. All right. Number two, look within. Look at the underlying reason that makes you feel threatened or jealous. Do you tend to justify other people's success? That's kind of like, oh, he was only successful because this. His dad gave him this. His mom gave him this. He knew this person. All right. If we continue to do that, then we start to look for bad outcomes for those people. And number three, stop comparing yourself to others. You're not like anyone else. Always strive to be the strongest you and not a weaker version of someone else. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. I hope you guys got something, some really great information from that. All right. Just want to remind you that if you want to re-listen to any of my past previous shows, all you have to do, you can call up uh, 857-957-1625. That's 1-857-957-1625. Or you can visit my website, www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you have three friends that should have heard this, right? Maybe they're haters. Maybe they're three friends that are struggling by being hated by haters. Well, whatever they are, whoever they are, uh, share this with them. You know, give them the callback number or give them the website or tell them to listen in next week this same time on this same show right here okay um and those of you that have not downloaded my book yet want to remind you www.repeataftermebook.com that's www.repeataftermebook.com share it with you know what i challenge everyone that's listening today to share this book with at least five people right you know five people that should have um that that can benefit from listening to this book. So share this book with at least five people. All right. If you don't do that, then you're not being a great friend, right? Why wouldn't you want to share a free resource that can help to improve the lives of your family or friends that once again, is free, you know? So at least you can say you've done all that you can to help to promote their own uh, development and you download it as well and read it and improve your life as well. All right. So the quote that I'm going to end today's show with is love your haters. They are your biggest fans. Let me say that again. Love your haters because they are your biggest fans. Thank you. And until next week, this is coach Mark with power and a half hour. Thanks for listening to power in a half hour with coach Mark to listen or re-listen. Go to power in a half Follow coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at coach Mark speaks. Find coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark star, like our Facebook fan page, power in a half hour and join our power in a half hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the law of attraction radio network with the lucky land slots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.